Hey everybody, welcome back to Church Public. I'm really glad that you joined me here today. My name is Matt Odegaard and I will be your host here on this channel. There's a lot going on in the news and I want to help you process through that. But today I just really want to go back to the Bible. Ukraine obviously is the biggest thing that's happening probably in the world right at this moment, though there are a lot of other implications of it. I'm not going to talk much today about the historical nature of it, though it goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. There's a lot going on there. I'm not going to talk much about the socio-political environment, though that's a hot disaster as well, as many have said. I've researched a bunch into it, but I don't want to bore you with that. What I want to do today is talk about the biblical response, and really, I want to go straight back to Jesus' words in Matthew 24 when he talks about times just like this. And the reason I think it's really important to talk about that today is I'm seeing a lot of posts on social media. I'm seeing a lot of posts all over the internet saying, this is the end, prepare for the end, get ready, you know, uh, Jesus is coming like right now and, and all of these things. And I, I want to speak to that, not from my own knowledge, because I only know what I know. I want to speak to that from Jesus' own words, because my goal that I always try and do is go back to, what does the Bible say? What does Jesus say about this? And let's do what he says. So again, I'm Matt Odegaard. Welcome to Church Public. Let's get started. Well, again, welcome back to Church Public. I really appreciate you joining me here today. There is a lot going on in the world, and we need to talk about it. We need to talk about what's going on in the world, and especially as it relates to things like the Ukraine. This this war, this invasion, if you want to call it, it's not really a full-scale war. Again, those are semantics. I'm not going to get into all of the political and social, uh, sociopolitical, economical details of it. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot of historical uh, ideology that's going on there as far as Putin thinks that you Ukraine already is a part of it, so he's just taking back what's his. Uh, a lot of people have talked about that. You can go and listen to other places and, and find out more information about that. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that today. What I want to talk about today is what are we supposed to do with this information? Because I have had several people come to me and say, is this it? Is this the end? Like, is is this the end times? Is it over? Are we all going to either die or are we all going to go to heaven? Or is Jesus coming right now? Like, what is going on and what do we do about it? And how do we live in this place, in this space, in, in these wars and, and all these other things? It seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse. And what are we supposed to do? And I want to talk about that from Jesus' perspective. We're going to look at Matthew 24. So if you have questions, you can send them to me. You can check out a social media channel at Church Public and you can figure that out. And I will respond to those. Um, otherwise, you can go to churchpublic.com to get other uh, episodes and, and find out more there. And if you want to send me a message, let me know what you are interested in. And I will try to talk about those ideas as well. Okay, so we're going to just jump right in here. And I'll try not to be too long and get too deep into the weeds. But I think this is important. And I think it's important because I try, and hopefully you try, to always come back to what are we supposed to do I'm going to read what God tells me to do. And specifically in this instance, I'm going to read what Jesus tells me to do. Because on my own, I'm going to come up with all kinds of crazy ideas. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And as some of you know, what you want to do is not necessarily the best thing for you, for your family, for your friends, for your community, for the world. Let's do what God wants us to do. And this gets back to like the will of God. This gets back to... How are we supposed to live in this world and not be just like this world? <clears throat> so we're going to look at that. 
So we're in Matthew 24, but before we get to Matthew 24, I just want to set the stage a little bit because that's important. It's important to understand where Jesus is coming from here and where this journey has been, right? Because in Matthew 23, he's talking to a bunch of, he says, Matthew 23, two, teachers of the law and Pharisees. And he's talking and he's talking to the disciples about the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. Um, sorry, I said that wrong. He's talking to the disciples and he's talking to a bunch of people that have gathered around and he's talking about the leaders. He's talking about the temple. So he's talking about institutions of the uh, quote unquote church at the time. You would have called it synagogue or, you know, religious leaders and, and that kind of thing. And he says, teachers of the law and Pharisees. <clears throat> and he talks all about that. And he talks about it for quite a bit. You should read chapter 23 because he's, when I hear people say that, Things like love wins. That was a popular phrase and still is in some areas. All you need is love or, you know, God is all about love. And God is love, so don't hear me wrong. God is love. But God also can't stand people who take his name in vain, who use God to do the things they want to do and do bad things. Like, read through chapter 23 of Matthew and listen to the strong words that Jesus has for those that are doing things in the name of religion, in the name of God, and misusing the um, the office of God, like the in, in terms of like the religious leaders, and in terms of Pharisees were religious leaders, right? And teachers of the law. And I mean, he even goes on to say, like, if you are a teacher of law, it's kind of a scary part, and you lead people astray. He has some bad things to say for you, and uh, and we don't want to get into that place. So again, I want to just always come back to, what is Jesus saying? Let's do that. So here's the issue that I'm trying to hit today, and it, it does relate to Ukraine. It does relate to Russia invading Ukraine, taking over, and it's a terrible, terrible thing. And um, I've been posting on social media some pictures of believers in those communities praying um, and gathering and worshiping, and that's what I love about this. I love the fact that believers in that area, we saw the same thing in Hong Kong. Unfortunately, we're probably going to see some things happen in Taiwan relatively soon because these are all connected. And again, I'm not going to get into that today. I might get into it in a different time. They are all connected because when leaders believe that they can get away with taking over and taking power, they're going to do that. And that has been the case for literally all of time. And we just talked the other day about Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar, King Darius, all these other people. Um, we talked about Nehemiah the other day. This is kind of related to that in that Nehemiah built the temple and Jesus and his disciples are basically standing outside and looking at the temple, which is an amazing place. And they're looking at it going, you know, what can we learn from this? And Jesus is teaching them what to learn about this. So you hit verse or you hit chapter 24 and Jesus, uh, he says, Jesus and the disciples leave the temple and his disciples come up and say, hey, look at this temple. And in other words, saying like, this is amazing. And Jesus says, yeah, but that's going to get destroyed. Um, and, and the significance here, again, if you didn't go to good Hebrew school, you might not like fully appreciate this or feel it in your heart, right? When, he, when Jesus said, when the disciples are looking at this temple and, and we don't understand it because we don't, we weren't raised in a, in a good Hebrew environment, right? We look at, it's, it's the most amazing place and the most amazing temple, and it was built over a long time with the finest materials, and it literally was a shining beacon on a hill, 
And Jesus looks at it and says, yeah, but that's going to be destroyed. And it's like a gut punch to all the disciples. They're like, wait, but that's where God sits. That's where God dwells. And they don't yet understand that we understand now after Pentecost that God lives in us. They didn't understand that. They thought that God lived in this temple on this hill. And Jesus says that temple is going to go away. And so their minds are blown. Their hearts are broken. They're just trying to figure out, like, what is happening? So they immediately start saying, so, like, is the world ending? Is that what we're talking about? The world is ending and heaven is, is going to come down, like, come down to earth. Like, it, it, is it over? And they're asking some of the same questions that people are asking today. And that's why I think this is important. This is relevant because what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing all over social media is, is this it? Is the world over? Like, do we need to pack our bags or not pack our bags? Or how does that work? Like, that's that's what I see people asking. And I just want to point to what Jesus said to them that I also think he is saying to us. Because um, they say, verse 3, tell us. When will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of this age? Okay, this is the question that I was setting the stage for. And this is the question that people are asking now. Is it? Is this it? Is it over? Like, is this the end? Uh, should we prepare for this? Like, what are we going to see as a sign? And he answers this. Uh, in, in the Greek, it's a, it's a command. It's an imperative is, is the technical name for it. And it just means look. <laughs> and, he's, and so some translations say look at this. Some say watch out. Um, this is, what am I reading right now? I'm reading the NIV right now. I was reading the ESV earlier. At any rate, um, that word is translated look or look out. But it's essentially like, hey, look at this. Look closely at this. Like pay attention. I'm going to tell you something really important here. So when he, when he uses those imperative words, like that's an imperative. It's, it's, it's not a command, but it's like, Hey, you should really, really pay attention to what is going on here. Um, and so they say, what is, what is going to happen? What's the sign of the end of the age? And he says, look, or watch out. Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name claiming, I am the Christ, and deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. I'm going to stop there for a second and, and talk about that. This is what Jesus said here when they were literally standing outside what the disciples thought was the place of God, the inhabitants of God, the throne of God. And Jesus is saying it's going to be torn down and, and something else is going to take its place. And we now know that, you know, again, we are the temple of God. Read in Romans, read in Hebrews. And God lives in us. Again, read in Acts and Pentecost and those types of things, right? And they didn't quite understand that then. But Jesus is saying, you're going to hear that there are wars. You're going to see wars. You're going to see calamity. You're going to see nation against nation. You're going to see all of these things. So when you look at Ukraine and you see like, oh, this is going badly. And you see Russia attacking it. And you hear China is going to probably try to invade Taiwan. And they already took Hong Kong a couple of years ago. And, and then Russia and China might get together. And then there's this axis of evil or whatever's happening, right? And people are, I mean, I'm seeing all over the news, all over the social media, World War III is coming. We're all, World War III, nuclear weapons, we're all going to die. Jesus says, look out, you'll hear some of these things, and the end is still to come. That's what Jesus says. Not what I say, that's what Jesus says. Let's let's read a little bit more, and we're going to get to the, to the bottom line of this. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to skip to verse 10. There's a lot in here, and 
I'm not going to get too much into eschatology, the, the last things, and, and some different views on that, because there are different views that come out of this passage. And I'm not going to get into that today, because I don't want to start a battle about that. I just want to look at what Jesus is saying and apply it to where we are today and try to figure out what we can do today. Verse 10. At that time, many will turn away from the faith, betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. So we're starting to get a glimpse of what Jesus is telling us we are supposed to do. Jesus says, there's going to be wars. You're going to hear rumors of wars. I mean, just imagine. I know we're most of us, some of us, but most of us were not alive during either of the last two wars. There are some out there who, who were, but <clears throat> most of us were not. Uh, so we don't understand that people were doing the same thing and asking these same questions during this time because those were enormous literal world wars. And people were saying, is this it? Is this the end? And at that time, it wasn't. Um, and, and we're going to get into timing in a second because Jesus specifically says stuff about that. But I just want to, to get to what he tells us to do today. Stand firm and don't give in. Don't give up. So this is why I always keep saying, keep the faith. We're going to come back to that in a second. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I'm, I'm going to skip the next part. You can read through it. This is where some people have different interpretations of this. I'm not going to get into the different interpretations of this today. I just want you to grasp this part that Jesus is saying, take heart, stand firm, be faithful. We talked about that with Daniel. We talked about that with Nehemiah. Uh, again, this is the consistent message literally through the whole Bible. Be faithful to God. Um, if anyone tells you there is the Christ out in the desert, this is verse 26, don't go out. Here he is in the inner rooms. Don't believe it. Um, so you're going to hear that Jesus is coming back. You're going to hear that somebody found Jesus. You're going to hear he's over here. He's over there. Jesus himself is saying, don't go. And, he, and here's why I want to, I want to get to this. Why? Because when Jesus comes, it's not going to be a question mark. It's going to be an exclamation mark. The first time that he came, when he was a baby in a manger in Bethlehem, and people, I mean, here's a phrase. They said, nothing good comes from Bethlehem. Jesus came from Bethlehem, and, and they couldn't figure out who he was, and they were confused about it, and he rode in on a donkey and, all, and, and Hosanna and all these other things. And then he died, right? And then he rose again, and he's the Savior. That is not how the second coming is going to be. And again, this isn't me saying this. This is Jesus saying this. He says, verse 30, at that time, so this is when Jesus comes again, <clears throat> which he will, the Son of Man will appear in the sky, the nations of the earth will mourn, they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. He will send angels with him, a loud trumpet call, they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. I just, I mean, that's just a quick phrase, but I want you to hear what's happening there. <laughs> the entire world, the entire world is going to know what happens when Jesus comes again. It's not going to be like, was that him? Do we know? Are we sure? Like, could that have been? Is this war like a bad, you know, like, is this the war of all wars? Is this the thing that ends it all? Um, uh, at, at this point, it, it doesn't appear that way. And we just have to understand that, like, we have to see 
it's going to be very clear when Jesus comes back again. And then he himself says that no one knows about the day, the hour, not even the angels in heaven, not even the son, referring to himself, Jesus, but only the father. This is verse 36. So when people are saying, this is it, this is the time, Jesus is coming now, get ready. Um, They're half right, but mostly wrong. (laughs) Because Jesus himself said, we don't know. And we don't know if you see some things or some people say, ah, it's coming. It may be, this is kind of a thing. Like, sure, but this is where Jesus says specifically earlier, we just read it. There's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be all kinds of calamity, all kinds of calamity. He goes on and on a long time about like all the problems that we're going to see, that we're going to have, that we're going to have happen to us and affect us. And yet, he says, nobody knows when it's going to happen, but when it happens, again, going back to verse 30, it's going to be really obvious skies are going to open up trumpets winds uh it sounds like lightning i mean like things are happening that will be impossible to ignore that's what i want to paint the picture of here because that's the picture that jesus is painting the picture of here and he goes on and says a bunch of different things but here's the part where jesus specifically tells us what to do now he told the disciples what to do then he tells us what to do right now Regardless of if there's a war, if there's not a war, if it's a time of war, if it's a time of peace, it doesn't matter. What we are supposed to do remains the same. Here's what Jesus says, verse 42. Therefore, keep watch because you don't know what day your Lord will come. Um, I'm going to skip to verse 44. And again, you can read through this whole thing. I'm only skipping for time um, and and a little bit of clarity, but you're, you're welcome to read through this whole thing. Verse 44. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. Um, And he goes on to talk about the the wise and the faithful servant. And that's what we want to be, faithful. We want to be wise, we want to be faithful. And that's what I keep coming back to. I keep coming back to this idea that we don't know if this is the war that's going to end all wars. It may be, but... Jesus says we don't know. And Jesus says there's going to be war. There's going to be a bunch of wars. This was 2,000 plus years ago. So a lot of wars have happened since then. A lot of really big worldwide wars have happened since Jesus said this. And we're still here. And we're still going. So what does Jesus tell us to do today? Be faithful. Be ready, be prepared. And what does that mean? Does that mean like my bags are packed and I'm just going to sit on the couch waiting for the heavenly bus to come and pick me up? No. <laughs> that's why the that's why Paul, that's why the 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 guys who wrote the epistles, uh, Peter and John and others, that's why they kept writing to us these things to remind us that things are going to get bad and they might even get worse. That's true. Jesus says over and over again, the more that you stand up for your faith, the more people are going to hate you personally because of your beliefs, because you follow God, because of your faith. Again, we saw that in Daniel, Nehemiah, on and on. And we see it in Jesus, and we see it in the disciples and the apostles and the people who wrote, um, the, the people who followed after Jesus. You see that throughout history in a bunch of different areas in Rome. Um, I, I'm not going to go through all that history right now. But what we need to do is follow after God and be ready. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean sitting around doing nothing. It means being faithful, 
following after God, I would suggest you have these words from God written to you in the Bible. Read them. Read them every day. Read them a lot of the day. Pray. Find other people who are following after Jesus and meet with them and talk about these things and wrestle through these things and pray with them and pray for them and pray for this world and pray for the people in Ukraine and pray for the problems and pray for those that are involved in this war and and just focus on your relationship to God. Focus on being a follower of God and loving God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength and loving others just as Jesus has loved you commandments that he gave focus on what Jesus says a little bit later in Matthew to go out into all the earth and make disciples baptizing them uh, and showing them how to live this life following Jesus those are the things that we are supposed to do whether the war is coming to your doorstep whether the war is on your doorstep whether you are displaced by the war that's why I'm so encouraged and I'm not saying it's it's, it's not terrible. It is terrible over there in Ukraine. It's terrible in a lot of places around the world right now. And yet, in the midst of that, I mean, even in China and some of the scattered reports I'm getting from people who are following Jesus in China under incredible persecution, they're following Jesus. And that's the thing, right? That's the kernel. That's the way is to follow Jesus regardless of the persecution, whatever level that is. And I'm not saying the persecution even has to be that bad. Hopefully it's not for you. But whatever that level is, you remain faithful to Jesus in everyday things, in the extraordinary things you follow after God. We will know when it's time. We will know when Jesus calls us home. It's very clear. And it's very clear that there are going to be people who try to pull us away. Jesus, in the same passage, talks a lot about false teachers and false prophets. And that's why in the chapter before, in verse 23, he talks a lot about the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who are leading people astray. He even says they're saying some of the right things, but they're doing all the wrong things. So you need to listen to the words, follow after God, and do what it says. Jesus says this a lot of different times in a lot of different ways. He's told you what you need to do. You just have to do it. It's not always easy, but it's not really that complicated. So how are you going to do that today? That's an actual question. I'm not being rhetorical. How are you going to live for Jesus today in the light of all these crazy news stories, in the light of the social media posts that are saying World War III is coming? I guess prepare or get ready or climb in a bunker. I don't know what their goal is. It seems like the goal is just fear. That's why Jesus says, don't be afraid. I have already conquered the world. We're just in those last times. We're just in those times. And I don't mean like literally tomorrow's the end of the world. I mean... We're in the last phase of this kingdom where God is shaking things up so that we, the people of God, can fulfill what he's asked us to do in Matthew 28 and go and tell people about him. That's our job. Our job is to live a life that is full of the Spirit. You can read about the fruits of the Spirit. It's a great, great series of passages to help you have some specifics about that and live a life that's following after Jesus in everything that you do and telling others about Jesus with your actions and with your words. And that's what we're supposed to do in these times. So be careful because people are going to say, this is it, get ready. Um, and maybe it is. I don't know. Jesus said even he doesn't know 
God the Father is the only one that knows. So Jesus says, be ready. Be ready because you should live every day like you're serving God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your strength. If you're doing that anyway, it doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter if it's today. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand years from now. You're living your life making disciples and loving God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your strength. It doesn't change anything for how you live. Again, I'm not going to get into all of the eschatology, the last things, the different views on this, because it matters. But what matters more is how are you living your life today? That's what Jesus says in this passage. So don't take my word for it. Go and read the Bible for yourself. God bless you, keep you, and I pray that he does keep you safe through this time. But more than that, I pray that you are faithful to him as you keep the faith in everything that you do. We'll talk to you soon. God bless.